Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom, 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 Shabbat Shalom. Rest from the time that has tiptoed around. Rest from the day that has done and unwound. Rest for the mind that has guided your soul. Blessed be He who has made your life whole. Rest from the wind that has blown you astray. Tangled your words as if love went away. Rest for the lives that are no longer near. Oh, but tonight they will all come to hear. Shalom, 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 shabbat shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom for you guys that are Shabbat and the Shalom right now. We've got about an hour, but Shabbat Shalom if it's your time. If it's not Shabbat Shalom yet, hopefully by the time we finish up, it will be. We're just so thankful to be here. We welcome all of you here. We are Fiery Faith Ministries. I'm James. And I'm Lee. We're just so thankful to be here once again as we have finished up the week, entering into that day of rest. and. I'll tell you, I really do enjoy that song, that intro song mm-hmm. we've been starting out with each and every evening as we gather for our fellowship. Just really soothes and soothes the stress away from the work week, whatever has gone on during your week. I'm sure it has been stressful at times. And mm-hmm. so we're just so thankful that we can take a deep breath in that breath that the Father has blessed us with. And we don't want to take advantage of that and use it for anything but to praise him. Absolutely. Praise Yahuwah with every breath. That's right. So let's say hello to the folks in the chat. We're just so thankful for all of you guys. And we're just praying that you've had a wonderful week. We're excited what the Father's going to do with this message, with all of our Shabbats as we have that restoration, that day, that set-apart day that we all long for as we're every minute. slowly creeping closer with each and every hour. Mm-hmm. So Shabbat Shalom to Sherry. Great to see Great you. Great to see you, sister. And Andrea. Uh, you have to share okay. the other one. Shalat Shalom. From now on, I'm going, when I'm cutting shallots, I'm going to hold them up and say, Shalat 
Shalom. <laughs> it's the shallots of peace. Yes. It gave us a good I love laugh. It. We, I need it. Thank we do you. love shallots. We, we do. We use them as often we as we can. Them. They don't hardly last long enough. I love it. <laughs> oh, so we already said shalom to Sherry, but we'll say it again. We've got Betty. Welcome. Howdy to you and Shabbat Howdy, Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, sister. And Catherine, great to see you. Catherine. As well as Jennifer. Jennifer. Welcome. Shabbat Shalom, sister. And Dan, we got Hakumba. We're, We're a little so bit jealous. jealous of where you are at. We might have to come visit you on the bank of the Colorado River. That sounds lovely. You used to live really close to that, right? Or not well, super close? Well, in Arizona, I've definitely been there. I uh, wouldn't consider it necessarily close, but closer than we are now yeah. in Tennessee. So, yeah. yes, it is a beautiful area. And we're just... Uh, praising y'all for your new location. It, it looks wonderful with the photos you've been sharing with us. Mm -hmm. And welcome, Wirewool. Great Shabbat to have you. Shalom. And Judy, pleasure as always. Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. sister. And the Colettis, we James have missed you guys. Thank you for joining us this week. Did we say Judy? Yes. Yeah, we Shabbat did. Shalom, Judy. And Lori, and great Lori, to see you. Shabbat shalom. So anyone else out there that's not in the chat, welcome. Shalom. Blessings to you. Anyone joining in later, we'll always love to give a shout out to everybody in the chat. So we'll try to share comments. Please do share any comments, insights, scripture, whatever you'd like to share. We always love to incorporate that in our message uh, as we do fellowship together. We may not be able to be in person, but at this time, we enjoy this time so much and are thankful for the ability to do this. And we're just looking forward to one day being able to do it face to face. Mm -hmm. Fellowship would be nice if we could all be gathered in the same living room. Around the same table. That's right. For now, it's our virtual living room. So welcome to Middle Tennessee, wherever you are from. <laughs> and I know we've got people all around the world, and that's just so wonderful to think that we can fellowship live with people spread across the U.S., really to the four corners, all kinds of different continents. And it's just an amazing thing to be able to do, to praise the Father from around the world. And we're just so blessed to do so. Absolutely. Blessed you are here. Well, do you want to get us a prayer and blow the shofar? I will. Yeah, let's go ahead and start it off with the shofar. Okay. So if you have one, you're welcome to blow it with me. Get this fellowship started off the right way. Love that sound. Blow out the stress of the week. Yes. It, it, each week has its own battles. And without the Father, without the Scripture, without the fellowship that you guys offer, it would just be a really difficult existence. And we know the world's trying to make things harder for everybody. But we have something to look forward to. We have the fellowship. We have the love of each other. We have the love of the word and more, most importantly, the love we all have, that common unity, that common bond that we share, the love for our father in heaven, Yahuwah and his son, Yahusha, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. In that love, we are unified. That's right. 
even when we may not feel it in a lot of other ways, that's something I stop and focus on frequently to calm any kind of anxiety or stress. Uh, when you see strife going on is just to take a second and close your eyes and be like, they love Yahusha. They love Messiah. They love the father. I love Yahusha. I love the father. I've got the Ruach. They've got the Ruach. Okay. We're unified in that. And then it, it does calm my spirit, regardless if someone likes me or not, that's not the issue. The issue is, are we all loving the father? Are we all loving the son? And we are we all doing our best for him? And in that, we're united. So I'll take that. We can all have our very varying opinions on certain topics, but we all have the same knowledge, the same love for the one and only. As my shirt says, yod hey vav hey. I love wearing this shirt. I'd wear it every day if I could, but it's kind of faded. I think I need to need to find you another <laughs> one. All right. Well, let's get going and we will start with prayer. And then we've got a wonderful song. We're so excited to share. Just came across it this week. Um, we're really excited to share it if you haven't heard it already. So let's bow our hearts. Your heavenly father, we come to you praising you, glorifying you for all the blessings that you provide each and every moment of our lives. We are all on varying paths, but all seeking the same destination. And that is following in the footsteps of your son, our Messiah, who lived the perfect life, who is the word made flesh, the Torah. We all have that love, that common bond and unity together. We just ask that you Fill us with your wisdom, your knowledge, and understanding. Fill our vessels with the Ruach so that we can honor and please you with each breath that we have. We're just so thankful for the fellowship, for the body in a, as a whole. And we know that you are doing wonderful things. And we just look forward to what's in store for our lives. We know and ask that you guide our path. Be with us as we enter into this Shabbat into your shalom and your peace as we are your set apart people in your heavenly name. Amen. 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 All right. Let me get this shared up. If you're wondering, uh, I'm having a little dizziness the last couple of days. It's a pretty normal thing for me. And that's what this is about. It's a, a pressure bracelet. I didn't want anybody thinking, what is that weird thing? It's just, uh, it hits your pressure point so that I don't feel like I'm spinning constantly, which <laughs> seems to be the, the fun thing to do. That's not fun at all. <laughs> yes, I like this comment from Dan, the definition of unity. And I think as the times go on, uh, times get tougher, unity is going to be more difficult to have with each other. And we just have to kind of reevaluate our priorities and our focus and know that if we're going to be on that second exodus together, if we want to ultimately end up in New Yerushalayim, we've got to find that unity, that unity that we all have the love for the Messiah, the love for our father in heaven. So let's dwell on that. 
Okay. And dwell with him. Exactly. We can dwell with him when we're in unity. So this is a new song that was actually shared with us in our Telegram group earlier this week. And I thought, perfect timing. It really spoke to me right after we had read our weekly Torah portion. Mm -hmm. Just awaken Yisrael. You know, he's calling us to be awoken from our slumber, from our sleep. Have those blinders moved from our eyes. What an amazing thing it has been since the moment that happened for both of us. We're so thankful to see the light, the truth that is the Messiah. So as we get into this portion, I thought it was very well represented of what we have read this week. Just as we are coming, as the Israelites are coming into other nations, new lands, the Father is warning them to stay away, stay set apart. Do not mix and mingle with the abominations of those other nations. And that's still true and relevant to us today. Just because it happened thousands of years ago doesn't mean it's not relevant to us anymore. And we're still faced with that same situation where in order to be set apart from this world, we cannot mix and mingle with the abominations, with the wickedness that the world is reveling in at this time. And so I actually was able to reach out to this artist here and asked if it was all right to play this song. Of course, she said, yes, it was. So we're so excited to play this this evening. I wish I had asked her how she pronounced the name. Do you want to give it a, a guess? Tahila. Tahila. Okay. Yes. It's a beautiful name. Praise. Praise. Yes. So I just didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> But yeah, let's enjoy this. I'm going to play the whole song because it is really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in it, check out the description of the video and you can find the link to her YouTube. Yeah. Open your eyes. It's time for you to arise and shine your light. Pick up your swords and fight. This is a war over what's right. Put away the lies. Put away the lies. See, and ye shall fight. Leave the world behind. Seek and see. 
All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. It's beautiful. It really was. Mm -hmm. I love the line, you know, seek and you shall find, leave the world behind. And that is so true. That's exactly what happened to us when we decided to seek him first, the kingdom of Yah. We were okay leaving that world behind that we knew, all we really knew. You know, we obviously grew up uh, with faith, but we were still mixed and mingled with the world. And so I don't know about faith. I, I mean, the definition of what I had and what I have now are nowhere near the same thing. Very true. So we'll say religion. Yeah. Shabbat Shalom, Amanda. So glad you're here with us, sister. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer's wonderful. Yes. This absolutely. is a great comment. One father, one Mashiach Yahusha and one Ruach. And they are one. Therefore, we are one in Yahusha. And that is what I remind myself quite frequently. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> all will get there. We will. All right. Let me get our presentation shared real quick. Bear with me. You're supposed to say something while I'm oh, doing this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, just focusing on not spinning, so <laughs> not as chatty. Yeah, you must not be feeling well. All right, wow. so another double portion. It's okay to talk. You talk for the both of us usually. <laughs> you stop. Wow. Uh, so another double portion, a lot of scriptures in the last couple of weeks, some really deep, meaningful portions. Uh, I've enjoyed the last couple just studying, seeing them in a new light, uh, getting a better understanding than really I've ever had uh, from reading them in the past. And that's the beauty of reading these portions year after year is the more you learn the more connections year after year you gain and then fellowshipping with others, bringing up insights and understanding from different views really kind of helps shape and mold. You know, it gives you a better understanding of the word. And so, yeah, we're just so thankful for what everyone offers and brings 
to the fellowship. All right, so week 29 and 30. Akare Molt and Kodashim. After the death and the holy ones. Mm-hmm. So we always enjoy looking into the words in Hebrew, getting a better understanding. Obviously, Akare Molt means after the death. Kodashim means the holy ones or to be set apart, what we are called to be. And we can see Kodashim is from H6942, a sacred place or thing, rarely abstractly sanctity, consecrated, consecrated. dedicated, hollowed, holiness, most holy, a day, portion, or thing, a saint or sanctuary. We all pass away. Holy ones will be raised up in incorruptible bodies, renewed by the sacrifice of Yahusha, our Messiah. After the death of Yahusha, by his sacrifice, the atonement for our sins, we became set apart, Kodashim. That's exciting. That should get you excited. That should get the ruach, the fire, the flame burning within you. That's right. Because we are called apart. We are called to be holy, hollowed, consecrated. We are. Lots of different and I love, ways to I describe that. I love the that. picture within this one of Yahusha. I see him in every portion anyway, but there's just so much to glean in this one. It's truly beautiful and amazing i know we covered we we read the torah portions every tuesday and uh record those and put those out so forever they'll be there as long as there's internet and youtube um those recordings will be there so we're not gonna read every word of those or go over those because i'm i'm praying everyone either listened or they read them we don't have to revisit word for word. And if you did read this week's, you know, there's some pretty graphic things again uh, that we're not necessarily going to go into. We've actually, in a way, kind of been talking about a lot of that stuff in our various other presentations, not even really planning it, but we've, we've done some discussing and, (laughs) um, you know, we all know uh, the abominations, the wickedness, that the other nations take part in and still take part in. And so uh, one definite way that we can be set apart is to not participate in that, to not mix and mingle in that. Turn away from it. And that's right, Sherry. We are ambassadors for Yahuwah to the world. We are. We are his champions. The the world is so dark. Who else is going to shine the light but us? We've got to be that example We've got to be that hope and encouragement because there are so many lost and just swimming in the the world of darkness, not really knowing what's, you know, left or right or up or down. And, you know, we know the truth and we stick to the scripture because it will not lead us astray. And so it's so important to take part of that in your life, to make that a daily thing if you can. Yeah. Well, let's go for a word. All right. 
So a Kari malt portion is set on the Day of Atonement. Yahweh set specific date and time to enter into the Holy of Holies. The Day of Atonement, Yahweh instructed Moshe, Aharon, and his sons. They could not just enter any time they wanted. They were given strict washing procedures, priestly rituals to follow, and specific sacrifices, holy garments to wear, a cloud of incense. All had to be followed or death would befall them. And we saw that just a few portions back. Two of Aharon's sons passed away, were ultimately destroyed because of offering strange fire, not doing it in the way that Yahuwah had commanded and instructed. That's right. And really a great example for us. You know, he specified the Torah is the instructions. We need to be following that just like it said. Like Dan just said there, it's pretty sad. I I, I see that happen. I've seen that happen a lot um, because people will flippantly say things like this, that, that they misquote Paul believing that all has been done so they don't have to do them. And what's sad is it takes you away from your covenant. It takes you away from a covering. And we're going to see what the covering is. Mm-hmm. Shabbat Shalom, Dan. Yeah, Dan the Lane, Dan. welcome. Got our Blessings to you. Mm-hmm. Yahuwah will appear as a cloud above the mercy seat. The priest had to be covered very diligently following these instructions set about by Yah. Basically akin to a hazmat suit to Aiken. go. Aiken, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aiken, I'm not used to saying that word. Aiken to a hazmat suit to go before Yahuwah. There was still a risk of death. Yes, all of these things are very specific to show the covering, you know, and that's what it is. It's like literally they're putting this hazmat suit on and still you're risking your death, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I looked into this a little further. You know, atonement is afflicting our souls. Yahusha became our protective covering, most definitely. We see in 1 John 2, 2, and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And that means the Hebrew roots, the Christians, the everyone. He is the propitiation for all sins. Now, we have things that we are expected to do, but his goal was he came to cover for the sins of the whole world. And in Romans 4, 7 and 4, 8, saying, blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom Yahweh will not impute sin. And we see here in the ancient Hebrew, in the paleo, and this is, again, from Esword, I explained, you know, you can pull up and have the dictionary on the side. You can choose ancient Hebrew, and it'll pull up the strongs for words that you want to look into. And atonement is literally a protecting protective covering to go over something or the covering of a debt. We know he paid our debt. He paid our debt sentence. He paid our debt. Mm -hmm. 
So I just found that beautiful. You know, our atonement is afflicting our souls. Um, it's a time of affliction, but also it's a time we need to reflect on the fact that Yahusha is our protective covering. He is what makes it safe for us to approach the Father. And because no one gets to the Father except through Him. So it just makes sense. And it's a beautiful picture um, of what He is for us. He's literally that protective covering. And mm -hmm. hallelujah for that. I, I absolutely love this, reading this part and putting this together. I know we all see Him as that, but it was just wonderful having it together here with this Torah portion. Yeah, we love pinpointing and picking out the Messiah as we read through these books of the, the Old Testament, the Torah. He is all throughout the living word. Right. Judy says, we are examples to others. The stronger we stand, the brighter we shine to Yah's glory. That's right. And we have to be examples in the end times when it's the darkest it will ever be. That. This is all just practice to get us there. And, and I believe it's why there's so much push and pull um, that happens within the body. But we'll see how it is we can pull together when things are at their darkest. That's when we really have to have all this knowledge under our belt and in our understanding from Yah that he gives us to have so that our light can shine in those dark days. You know, and we want as many people to see this to find the narrow path for their eyes to be opened. And if that finally happens for those, we don't want them to see us not being able to get along, us bickering and arguing. You know, we are set apart on that narrow path, trying to do our best each and every day to obey the commands of the Father. And when we get the, let those other things get in the way, then we become just like, other denominations that, you know, have split over and over and over because these can't get along with this opinion. And we just don't want to see that. We want to have that common bond, that unity in the father and his son. Yeah. And that's why this narrow path walk uh, is always attacked. Why Hasatan wants to rip us all apart from each other. Why he wants this person to need to be right over that person. You know, we wouldn't be messed with if we weren't on the right path. He doesn't fight for those that are on the wrong path. He doesn't fight so hard for those that aren't obedient. Look, you see these mega churches. How many people go? There's how how big is Joel Osteen's? How many would you say go there? It's like a stadium. It's like a stadium. Thousands. He's not being attacked. It's us. It's the few little portion of us that are on the narrow path and walking in obedience. And we just have to realize that we're going to have to let our Yahusha be our covering, be our protective covering, um, because he can do that. And when you see those, he has done that, <laughs> those churches or denominations that are really just fitting in with the world too well, you need to question that because oh, yeah. we're, it's like going against the grain. That's that's the narrow path I have is seen, going against the grain of the world. And I we're not going to get along with that. I have seen, and you have too, some blasphemous, just horrific, and they called it, a well, an Easter celebration. But, oh, my goodness, just awful. And it's to get 
you know, as many people, your numbers as high as you can get them. So you're willing to um, add in things that shouldn't be 30,000. I would have thought yeah, it was. It's definitely like a sports arena. It looks like it looks like a football stadium. It's huge. And I'll never forget that during the, was it the, which hurricane was it? I can't remember, but he refused to let the people that were displaced be in his church. And that's mm -hmm. what really opened my eyes. I thought, whoa, wait a minute. You have all these displaced people around you and you're not willing to give them sanctuary in the sanctuary. Wow. If that doesn't open your eyes, I don't know what will. But we'll move on. Sorry, I'm not, <laughs> not going to get on that soapbox again. I, I am on it often. And good. Here we go. So Yahusha, our high priest, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Yahusha, the son of Elohim, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that mercy seat, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He is our high priest. We see all these duties in this Torah portion that were given to Aharon and then to his sons, you know, given to Moshe and to all of them explained. So it's the, the fulfillment in that is Yahusha, our high priest. Mm -hmm. And it's a good reminder, you know, to see this right here, that he was tempted just like we are with sin. You know, he was able to resist it. He lived perfectly. Right. And it says in this last verse, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, which is the mercy seat, that they could only go in once a year. And mm -hmm. even then you had to be basically in a spiritual hazmat suit to make it in there and not die. And even then it was still, there was a risk there that something might happen. I, I saw one commentary that said they would wear ropes and bells on them so that if something happened to them and they fell dead where they were at, the people outside would know because I guess all the bells on them would ring. So look at what Yahusha has done for us as our high priest. We can come boldly before the throne of grace. I think this is the key word. We must be bold. It's not easy. It's not going to be. We must have boldness in order to follow him. Right. Our redemption through the blood sacrifice of Yahusha. Hebrews 9, 11 through 15. But Mashiach being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. 
For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Mashiach, who through the eternal Ruach offered himself without spot to Elohim, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living Elohim. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the renewed covenant. That means that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first covenant, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Wow. The renewed covenant, the mediator of the renewed covenant. And praise Yahweh for that. Absolutely beautiful that he was the last blood sacrifice, that atonement, mm-hmm. that covering for us. So the priest had to be covered by the cloud of incense. That's one of the things that were it was in that list of the breakdown of the special garments, the special everything that had to happen. When you're clicking, I lose my place. <laughs> so the cloud of incense to be in the presence of Yahweh, that presented as a cloud above the mercy seat. So Yahweh was that cloud above the mercy seat. And one of the things the priest had was basically a cloud of incense covering him. We need that covering to be before Yahweh. The covering of incense, that sweet smell, the, the aroma of our prayers and of the covering of Yahusha, his blood that covers us, right? Mm-hmm. Yahweh has presented as a cloud in many instances, and he warns of what can happen entering in if not correctly covered. If we're not covered in that blood of Yahusha now, right? It was different for them during this Torah portion. They had all of these rituals, the sacrifices, the, the holy garments, every part of it. And in Yahusha's sacrifice, we're covered completely. In Revelations 1-7, we see, behold, he comes with the clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also, which pierced him, And all kinds of the earth shall wait because of him. Even so, amen. In Joel 2, 1 and 2, 2. Blow ye the shofar in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of Yahweh comes, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there has not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. And in Isaiah 19.1, the burden of Mitzrayim, behold, Yahweh rides rides upon a swift cloud and shall come into Mitzrayim. And the idols of Mitzrayim shall be moved at his presence. And the heart of Mitzrayim shall melt in the midst of it. So we see Yahweh coming as this cloud. Even the idols of Mitzrayim are moved at its presence. We know that those are just stone and wood and metal. 
yet those elements, those idols even are going to shudder and tremble at his presence. And the very heart of Mitzrayim will melt in the midst of it. And we know that's basically a reflection of the world we live in now, the vanity of it, the pride of it. There's many idols we still continue to lift up, trying to create lowercase Elohim, lowercase gods. Not us, but the world Exactly, does. the world. So one thing I was thinking of while we were reading this is one of our banners here. Out of Acts 20, 21, I'm sorry, Acts 2, 20 and 21. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and splendid day of Yahuwah. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of Yahuwah shall be saved. You know, we will see the son of Adam coming out of the clouds. Absolutely. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So we can see that clouds equal judgment. The covering gave the priest permission to enter in the Holy of Holies. Without the covering, we were not protected from the judgment. In Jude 1, 14 and 15, and Hanok or Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, Yahuwah comes with ten thousands of his Kodeshim to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are wicked among them of all their wicked deeds, which they have wickedly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which wicked sinners have spoken against them. We have to be covered in his mercy. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seen we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Yahusha, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of Elohim. Amen. He did away with all of all of the sacrifices. He was our sacrifice. And I love this part where it says uh, the witnesses. Where is it at? So great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And Yahusha has given us that ability. Our problem is we are in our flesh. So every single day we have to pick up our cross and follow him. And it's a thing I have to be kind to myself and realize when I fail, you know, and we are, we are in the flesh and we are going to have moments where we just can't do everything the way we should or speak the way or react the way we should. But we get a new chance if Yah wakes us up. If he wakes you up in the morning, it's been at his will and at his delight. And it's another day to do better, to try better, pick that cross up 
and walk out your faith in fear and trembling. That's right. You know, there's a reason that forgiveness is so key and talked about. You know, we are commanded because Yahweh knew that we are not perfect. We can't be like his son, that we are going to say things wrong, do things wrong. But we have been given that option and chance to forgive and in hopes others forgive us as well. We can't lose sight of that. We need to humble ourselves, set down our pride or ego, whatever is standing in the way of that forgiving heart. Right. And And the Father knew from the beginning what we would be like now and even what is after us. You know, he he knows all of it. So he has given us that provision. He he has given us Yahusha as our atonement. He he knew we would have to have him because we are human. And it just is a fact. (laughs) For as awful as our Messiah was treated and what was done to him, the cup and sin of iniquities that he took for us. He still forgave us. We are in the family forgiveness business. I think that's why he tells us repeatedly when, you know, when he repeats stuff, it's very important. Isn't it 70 times or seven times 70? Yes, it is. Which really just means. Never ending. Yes, as many (laughs) times as you need to do that. So this is a part of the Torah portion that I really wanted us to get into at the end of this. It's just very interesting. Um, And I'll let you read the the verses. Okay. Yeah. Leviticus 16, 7 through 10. And he shall take the two goats and present them before Yahuwah at the door of the tabernacle of the assembly. And Aharon shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for Yahuwah and the other lot for Azazel. And Aharon shall bring the goat upon which Yahuwah's lot fell, and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell, to be for Azazel, shall be presented alive before Yahuwah, to make an atonement with him, and to let him go for Azazel into the wilderness." So these two goats represent two different types of people. And this is just digging into it, um, kind of what I see. And and I've heard others talk about this as well and read others. uh, And it makes a very good point here. So the two types of people, those who are a willing, obedient servant to Yahweh, who are committed to the narrow path a willing sacrifice of his life to serve before Yahuwah, the example given to us by Yahushua HaMashiach. That's the the one that is for Yahuwah. So a willing sacrifice or a sacrifice, a dedicated sacrifice. The goat for Azazel, 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 I guess I said it wrong. Uh, represents a haughty and proud person who chooses to live his life as he sees fit, his own way, separate from Yahweh and sent out into the wilderness. 
And while it may seem the goat sacrificed is the loser in this scenario, it is quite the opposite. The goat sacrificed is completely dedicated to Yahweh. The other is sent out into the wilderness, more than likely to die from starvation or killed by wild animals without any protection. So what exactly is Azazel? And researching this out, there are three different main theories. The first is the combination of the word goat, which is Oz, and sent away Azel, which is where we see the scapegoat in some translations. The second is that Azazel was a place that the goat was sent to, a desert, a solitary place, or a high place. And the third is that Azazel is the name of an individual, an angel, or a demon. This later theory, or latter theory, is the one that most of us agree on. One goat was sacrificed and dedicated its life to Yahweh. The latter goat was sent to Azazel, a representation of their disobedience to live life for themselves in a prideful, self-serving way, which is exactly what Satan did when he chose to fall from heaven. To live his own way, serve and worship himself in total prodfulness and cares only to still kill and destroy those who choose to dedicate and sacrifice their lives to Yahweh. And that's why this narrow path is full of potholes. Uh, There's bombs being shot, arrows flung, um, because he can't stand that our feet are on this path. How dare anybody continue to be on this path? It just... It just is the way it is. And I tell myself often, this is how you know you're on the right path. (laughs) Is there is so many attacks that happen to all of us in so many different ways, right? Yeah, we'd love to hear your your thoughts on what Azazel, Azazel may be. I know there are many theories, uh, but the scapegoat, I've even heard some other ones as well. I know Brother Chris Mack, Last year when we were doing, uh, I was doing a study with him on out of Africa and his study in Hebrews brought some really amazing points that I had never heard uh, before regarding the scapegoat. So uh, if you have anything, we'd love to hear it. Let us know. So let's get into some scripture from Enoch. Right. He speaks of Azazel. Mm-hmm. Not sure how to say it. Now I'm confused. Azazel. Either or. Yeah. So in Enoch 1, 8. 8, 1. I'm sorry. Dyslexia a little bit. <laughs> Enoch 8, 1. Moreover, Azazel taught men to make swords, knives, shields, breastplates, the fabrication of mirrors, and the workmanship of bracelets and ornaments, the use of paint, the beautifying of the eyebrows, stones of every valuable and select kind, and all sorts of dyes so that the world became altered. Impiety increased, fornication multiplied, and they transgressed and corrupted their ways. And that's exactly right. One of the fallen. He is. We were we were getting there. <laughs> Enoch definitely. I love Enoch. The it 
shines a light on so many things. And, and that's my understanding. Azazel is one of the fallen. He's, he's not Satan, um, but he's, what did you call him? The general commander in chief or the, the general of the fallen army. And look at what all he taught. Look at all that we are still being influenced with reading this the first time years and years ago. It blew me away seeing the beautifying of the eyebrows because that was around the time everyone was starting with the crazy eyebrows, you know, where you just make them so big and dark and all that. Like I was, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Well, even, you know, the paintings, the hieroglyphics of the Egyptians, you know, all that makeup is emphasized there and so we can just see how it's progressed and multiplied uh, in many ways of wickedness so and you you brought up to this afternoon before we came on about how you know they would put their hands on the scapegoat before it was released and Mm -hmm. and it it is released out for the other man you know for the the two kinds of mans and the one that's prideful and haughty and all of these things. So I just see, you know, that was casting off those prideful things for it to go, you know, off into the desert and die. Basically, that's what happens when you choose that life over a life being devoted and um, dedicating your life, sacrificing your life for Yahuwah in his way. Yeah, I'm kind of even seeing it in a different way now. You have the two, and the one is sacrificed for Yahweh in obedience and honor. The other Dedication. one is still technically sacrificed. It's going to die, but it's a, a, an offering full of sin and wickedness for Azazel. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we are that obedient sacrifice, not the scapegoat. Dedicating our life to him you know, and always. And, and like Judy said, we are an example to others and the, the way that we walk our walk, you know, is important. If you walk it in humbleness, humility, Mm -hmm. meekness, um, you're not beating people up because you, you use certain names or you eat clean. You're just living your life in your best way. You know how humbly and meekly because that is your understanding of how you're supposed to be obedient on the narrow path with the father. And every single person is only responsible for their own path. And do not let, like Paul said, don't let anyone make you feel bad because you choose to eat the way you choose, because you choose to uh, keep Shabbat on the days you keep, you know, it's, that is your between you and the father and your understanding and we're to be a light and people see your example um, of how you are. Now, we don't have to tell other people they're wrong. We just have to live by example and be meek and humble and kind. You know, let your actions speak for themselves. Louder than your words. For many years of my life, you know, I was a man of few words. <laughs> I'm starting to finally gain words to speak as I become more bold and confident in the word and more on fire um, for the father. But for most of my life, I didn't have those words to speak always, but I always made sure that my actions spoke for myself. 
being kind, bearing the, the, the first fruits, the, the fruit of the spirit that we're called to have. And so if you can't say anything nice, then don't say it at all. You don't always have to voice your opinion. Sometimes it's better to choose your battles even. You know, if you realize that there's not going to be uh, a deciding factor, then maybe it's best just to not get involved <laughs> at all. So we're going to finish up with another verse out of Enoch 10, 6 through 11. Again, Yahuwah said to Raphael, bind Azazel hand and foot, cast him into darkness and opening the desert, which is in the Dudiel, cast him in there, throw upon him hurled and pointed stones, covering him with darkness. There shall he remain forever, cover his face, that he may not see the light. And in the great day of judgment, let him be cast into the fire. Restore the earth, which the angels have corrupted, and announce life to it, that I may revive it. All the sons of men shall not perish in the consequence of every secret, by which the watchers have destroyed in which they have taught their offspring. And last night on our uh, Thursday night, we're doing the seven days of creation and the connection to the seven trumpets. We talked about the pit. Yeah, the, the hole in the earth in Yemen. And there's other ones around the world. And I've heard people claim they can hear Screaming, screaming and you know terrifying noises almost like chains they're banging. they are bound yeah. down there and so we know they will be released again and so we just got to make sure that we're on the right side when that time comes right jennifer's got an interesting comment and i've heard this i, I can't remember if it was it doctor one of dr peace teachings um, i want to say god Rael is the one who deceived Eve in the garden. He mm. is the one known as Hasatan. Mm. And the G, I didn't know this part, but the G of the Freemason stands for Godriel. Uh, a lot of people say that it's for generations. And, you know, that really never really made sense <laughs> to me. This act, that actually makes way more sense to me. And I'm going to look, I'm going to look more into that. That's very interesting. Uh, Freemasonry, unfortunately, is as an evil, old and dark. Um, and I would say just about every family has some in, in their family. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these secret type societies maybe have even originated from oh, the yeah, fallen, for sure. Oh, from the fallen, yes, yes. All the way back. Good point. Passed well, down from I mean, generation to generation, maybe. Their main symbols are pyramids and stuff from Egypt. They mm -hmm. have the four columns representing those four columns that that are in Egyptian architecture. Like there's so much that relates the two. So interesting. More to study. Yes. So we want to finish with these verses here. We can see throughout this portion. The Father, Yahuwah, tells the Israelites, his chosen people, to be set apart three different times. We have been talking about this quite a bit lately. You're seeing things on repeat. Things are yeah. over and over for a reason. Yeah. He's trying to get it ingrained in you. 
because the world is a distraction. And he knows that. He knows what the world is offering, has to offer, the temptations of all kinds. He doesn't want to lose us in that distraction. Mm-hmm. So he calls us to be set apart all throughout Scripture, but three times specifically in this portion, starting in Leviticus 19, 1 and 2. And Yahweh spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to all the congregation of the children of Israel and say to them, Be set apart, be Kodesh, be holy, mm-hmm. for I, Yahuwah, your Elohim, am set apart. Which means takes the, take the ridicule, take um, the mocking, because being set apart to him is more important to be under that covering, to be under that Kodesh covering. Mm-hmm. Being set apart doesn't always feel good. Um, it feels good knowing that we're safe, but the rest of the world is just not going to understand. If we're going to be an obedient sacrifice for him, it's going to be a difficult set apart path. A sacrifice but hurts. In the end, eternity is our reward. That's right. So Leviticus 27 and 8. Again, you shall set yourself apart and shall be set apart for I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. And you shall guard my laws, my commandments, my Torah and do them. I am Yahuwah who sets you apart. He sets us apart. Not man. None of us have done this on our own. It's him that set us apart, that called us apart from the world. Leviticus 20, 26. And you shall be set apart to me. For I, Yahuwah, am set apart and have separated you from the peoples to be mine. Hallelujah for that. Just reading these over and over. And like you said, the repetition we always say that it it means something he keeps saying even his name for i am yahweh i am yod hey i am yahweh your elohim i am he that sets you apart mm-hmm. it's, a, it's beautiful words it it gets me in my ruach it makes me want to be better every second i can be to be that loving set apart child of his i want him to say well done good and faithful servant. I long more than anything else I can have (laughs) ever. Those are the words I want to hear. That's what we're working towards is those words. Yes. That's why we sacrifice and set ourselves apart from the world so that we can hear those words from the father himself. Amen. And that's why we all hold the Shabbat so dearly to our hearts now, because we know The Shabbat is what sets us apart. It is a sign between him and us that we are set apart. A perpetual covenant. For all generations. Even in the heavens, the angels are participating in that set apart day. Hallelujah. (laughs) So that's all for us tonight. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We do pray it was a blessing that you learned something. We learned something from you. Amanda says here, if the message, there we go. My understanding from a study I've done is that Satan goes by several different names. We'll look further into this. 
that definitely would make a good study. Well, and his spirit, we know, is upon the earth, and there are many that have probably many false messiahs been even full of that and the spirit exhibited of his spirit in their actions. So it, it evil is here, and this is his dominion. He is the king of the airwaves, right? Well, and he's a lion, you know, roaming, seeking to devour, to kill, Circling, steal, and destroy. That's right. While he Circling has 24-7, he whispers in the ears of those who do not have the Ruach within them, people that souls are empty. And that, believe me, that happens. There are those out there. And these, these secondary demons, these principalities that are around and, you know, how how we miss that because just because you can't see something, it's not there. I promise you it is. And those that are not filled with the spirit, with the Ruach, are those empty vessels that they jump into, right? That's why we have to armor up every day. We have to fill our Ruach all the way to the top. I pray every morning before my feet hit the ground, fill me with the Ruach so full, nothing else can be inside of me. Exactly. And it's it's a not just a one and done. It's something you have to ask for repeatedly. Repeat, it's a daily every day, thing. sometimes multiple times a day. Yeah, we can't let even one drop of wickedness spoil the entire batch. I mean, one drop of poison in a glass of water, you got poison water, and you can't separate mm -hmm. it out either once it's in there. So, and to think that we're we desire the Father to dwell within us the living tabernacle that is now ourself, if we have even just a small amount of that wickedness, the abomination of the nations, the Father doesn't want to dwell in that. He wants a pure, clean vessel. He does. And you can't carry darkness and light in the same vessel. True. It's just a fact. But dark or light always beats out darkness. Well, that's right. So please like, subscribe, and share if you would. We're just trying to spread the word. The amazing thing about being set apart, it's not about what we can accomplish here on this earth. It's about what we can gain in the heavens, being allowed in to the pearly gates. Or led in through the narrow gate. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, the path is not Open wide. Open that gate. It is narrow, and there will be trials and tribulations along the way. There will. Well, we hope it's been a blessing. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed Shabbat um, and plenty of rest. Yes, we all need the rest as well, the restoration that we get from this set-apart day. Mm -hmm. So until next time, shalom and blessings all. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.